I am so thrilled to have CDs here with us today. She is a light worker and energy practitioner, and a lot of her work comes from her own journey. So CDs, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I love when we connected because we started off with where you were now, but we reflected quickly back to where you came from. And you often talk about being a young girl and knowing you had gifts, but you weren't really sure how that was going to manifest over time. And you do so much amazing energy work that includes Sarah healing, access consciousness, and many others that I don't even know where to start, to be quite honest with you. So maybe should we start with Sarah healing or where should we start to kick this off? Um, well, my first modality that I played with was Reiki. And I think that a lot of people, even if they're not practitioners themselves, um, are have heard of it, you know? And I think that it's a lovely touch point. It really shifted my whole connection with my body. I used to have chronic pain before experiencing Reiki. And within one or two sessions, the pain that I had been dealing with for years went away. And then I was like, well, now who am I? <laughs> now what am I going to do? Because that was my normal. And I think a lot of people have that where they're like, I don't even know if I want to go there or let go of this because I'm so used to having this as a part of my life. And I definitely had that with the chronic pain and chronic illnesses that I went on and that I used to have. And uh, then after that, it was shamanism. I worked with a wonderful shaman, Rodrigo Duque. Hi, Rodrigo. Have you ever hear this? Uh, I love you. I love you so much. And really added that on. And it just kept stacking. Then there was theta healing. And theta healing puts you in a theta state where you're meditative, but also where you're increasing your receiving and your perception of past, present, and future selves that you are. And you connect with the creator of all that is on the seventh plane, mm -hmm. how they talk about it. And then I also was introduced with access consciousness, which is in over 170, 180 countries in the world. Um, and it has about 8,000 tools. So we can't talk about all of them today. But one of the ones that I like the most is being in the question. And that really resonated with me because I love asking questions. I was that kid that like, could you shut up already, kid? Like I was that one. <laughs> Somebody was like, wait, there's a benefit to asking questions beyond the knowing people and being really curious, it actually opens doors to you knowing more about what you know, like about yourself, about your body, about your life. Uh, I really am immensely grateful for that modality as well. And then Tantra that enlivens your body. I mean, like, and then we were talking right before we started, right? We we're talking about acupuncture, like all energies everywhere. All of these affect your energy, like massages and yoga. I do all of it. I'm like a big old, well, my mom calls me like an energy whore. I think that that's, that's probably accurate. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. I don't, I mean, I think once you get onto it, you just, and that's the reason I have the podcast really is to educate people on these different energy modalities because there's something there to help you. And I feel like oftentimes we're taught that that's bad or don't do that, or there's no benefits. But for those of us that have really gone down this path, I mean, I will sing it from the rooftops. Like, oh my goodness, you should try cold plunging and you should definitely do Q QHHC. So when you think about these modalities that started in Reiki, then theta healing and access to consciousness, is there a thread that goes through all of them for you? Yes. For me, it's for each and every one of them, it uncovered more and more of my perception of my awareness of the earth 
acknowledging my awareness of other people's bodies, like acknowledging my awareness of the unseen, not waiting for other people to tell me, hey, this is this, or this happens, or this is possible. It's like, what do I know about what's possible? What am I picking up on from other people? And it's not all bad things. I think that's the other thing. A lot of people go into protection. And I was very grateful for access consciousness in and letting me see that sometimes that's a, a limiting belief that actually the greatest protection you can have is to, to have more awareness. If you're aware of the person that might be coming at you to threaten you, you won't go and talk to them. You won't be in the same space with them. If you w- listen to those whispers, I think all of them made those whispers that were always there clearer and louder in different ways. Mm. And I think that's one of the through lines for me. And then the other piece too was it also looked at my ability to create. I create very differently than other people. I receive very differently than other people. And just like you do, just like anyone else, it's like really looking at, well, what's my way with this? And following that more and more instead of what I was trying to do before, which was create my life, create my business, do relationships like other people. And it was not working. Surprise, not working. Because then it was, that's not what I wanted to create, what I wanted to have. It wasn't going to be fun for me. So just to echo back to you, it basically opened you up for your whispers so that you could hear the wisdom within. It helped you define the flow that you're supposed to be in so that you could create in a way that made sense to you. Yeah, that created more ease for sure. Like I was so miserable. Like anyone who has had any chronic anything will totally get this from the anxiety and depression that I used to have to all the chronic pain. I used to be walking along, no problem. And then I would be on my knees from pain in my hands or in my neck. Um, I'd have uh, knee pain also after one of my accidents, which is a, a hit and run. And so really looking at it, that doesn't have to be your normal anymore. Even if they told you that you can't get rid of it, even if they said, Hey, you're just going to have to suck it up for the rest of your life. I was like, that's, I'm not, I'm not signing up for that. Like so many doctors and specialists told me that. And I was like, I knew something else was possible. Even if they didn't know the way yet. I knew the way I knew that there were breadcrumbs that I could follow. And I kept asking those questions and found some amazing people that unlocked a lot of this gunk and in my body and in my world. And I'm immensely grateful for them. And now I get to empower other people to do the same. Mm, Well, we entitled this living and dying. And I think it's not the living and dying that most of us expect to talk about. Do you want to put your spin on how that manifested for you? Yeah. Well, you know, we're, I'm playing with all these different tools. I, I kind of think of it as a flirtation. Like it's like a play date with each of them. But sometimes I'm going on a date. I'm like, what am I going to wear? And what are we going to do? And what are we going to create together? Right. And so I got pretty familiar with all these different suitors, right? All these different lovers of mine, these different energetic modalities, And then I was giving these different sessions to clients and to my family, to myself, and some new energy started to show up. And I was like, well, you're new. This is a new personality. There's something else here. And I kept asking those questions and leaning in and and finding out more. And over the course of a couple of months, over the course of multiple sessions with people, a new energy showed up, which was the living and dying body process. That's what I call it. And that's what it was asked to be called. And um, what it looks like is what you said. Living is different than what we've been told. It's the things that we add that create more. The people, 
the places, the tools, the energies that we add to create more. A lot of people are like, yeah, let's do that. They want to add, they want to add, they want to add, but they avoid the dying. And they think that dying is the same as death, which is two very distinct energies. Dying to me, and as a part of this living and dying body process conversation, is what you let go of to create more. So if you're not willing to let go of the pain, if you're not willing to let go of the judgment, the sickness, the fear, the doubt, the phobias, all these different things, then you're you're try, you're trying to fit in. Not that we're actually a finite amount, we're infinite, but you ha- it makes things a lot clunkier when you have these anchors, when you have the stuff in the way that you haven't been willing to let go of so you can have more of you, so you can have more of that exuberant living. So both are required to have the type of living that I suspect your listeners that I know you are all about. So, and I'm, I'm definitely signing up for that because that's what I was aware of when people were telling me, oh, you're just going to have to deal with this pain for the rest of your life. Or you're just going to have to take all these medications for the rest of your life. You're just going to have to do this. And I'm like, have to mm, really uh, just, it was so heavy in my world. And I've learned now when something's true for me, it feels more spacious. It makes me smile. It gives me a little giggle. It reminds me of that little girl that you and I connected over when we first had a conversation. And as soon as that little girl is like, not like resistant tantrum pouty, but like, uh, this is hypocritical. Like, you know, when you were a kid and you saw your parents saying something, but they were doing something different and you're like, "Mm, not so sure about this. That's what I was getting. That's my no. It's like, that's heavy. That's not going to work. And this living and dying potty process has been amazing to play with. And it came about right before 2020. So let's dive into this because for people that are sitting here being like, I have chronic pain, I'm on a bunch of medicine. Like, how does this work? Well, it depends on the person. So just like I still use all these other modalities, this one came through me and my, and the earth and my body all co-created it together. And I still use all those other ones because it may be a different thing that works for a particular body. And I ask that person's body and I invite them to ask their own body too and their own inner knowing. So that's the first thing is I love inviting people to get their yes and their no with their body first. And we do that together if it's something new and we might practice that over time. And then we use that yes and no to be like, okay, what's going to create the most for your body today with ease? That's the other thing. We don't want it to be something where it's an upheaval where you have to detox or all these different things. And it may be having a conversation with a naturopathic doctor. It may be having a shamanism session or a living and dying body process session, a combination, diet changes, movements, things like that. And so I love creating personalized plans for people that'll look like nobody else's plan because it's nobody else's body and nobody else's life and seeing what's it exactly at the factors and considerations for that person and what are the exercises and the tools that are going to work for them. And so with the living and dying body process, I'd love to play a little bit with you, JJ, if you want with it. And maybe the the listeners will perceive some of the energies. Um, But I'd love to gift this to you and and your community where we actually can just say hi to our bodies. So hello, bodies. Hello. (laughs) And all the bodies that you're connected to. So I know some people have their kids hanging off of them or in in the back seat, right? They might have their coworkers around them or, or friends. Um, just say hi to the bodies. And then there's multiple hand movements and words. 
But when it's a yes, well, that's what we also use our yes and our no for running the body process. That's why it's important to have it for that. When the living and dying body process that'll be your friend and companion while you're running a session says, all right, it's time. Let's do it. And I'm like, yes, okay, let's do it. Then we can start with the first hand movement, which is circling the hands in front. You can do it in either direction as long as they overlap. So I do it facing outward when I'm running it on someone else. And I do it facing inward when I'm running it on myself. Okay, the palms will be coming out of there. And it's both of these because one's living and one's dying. A lot of people, they'll start unconsciously separating the two. They'll start to do this. And it's like, wait a minute. Nope, bring them together because you're going to add things to your life that are going to create more. And you're going to let go of things to create more. So what is it that you would like to let go of? And what is the things that you'd like to add? And then where is it in your body and in your reality that you have that information stored? Mm -hmm. And so what this does is you're asking wherever your body might want your, you to do this. It's called two-hand spiral. It might be at the top of your head, the back of your head, over your heart, over your abdomen, your knees. You just follow where your hands seem to want to go. And you and do mine is my stomach right now. Yeah, I feel it in my stomach. Like right away, I felt energy as soon as I started moving my hands. And then like, it was like, come by me, my stomach was saying, come by me. That makes me think of the Harry Connick Jr. song when he sings it. I mean, I don't think he's the only one that sings it, but he's like, come by me, come talk to me, baby. Have you heard that song? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to butcher his song, but I adore him. And that's that's the other thing that it can show up, those whispers in different ways. It can be a song. It could be a sensation. It could be the of color. I have one of my friends, Donna. She sees color. She'll come up to me like, you're pink today. And I'm like, thanks. Like, <laughs> okay. So uh, I love hearing how it shows up for people. So those listening, how are your the messages of where to do this two-hand spiral? Where is it? How is it showing up for you? And I love this because it puts the power back in your hands, literally. And it reminds you that you have all the knowledge, you know, inside your body, even though so many people want us to look outward for how we feel, what makes sense for us. And I feel like this conversation is so powerful because it gives us back the power and the reminder that our energy field can tell us a lot of the things we need to know. Yes, yes. And so this is one of five different hand movements and words that you learn when you take the class or when you mm -hmm. have a session that, but this, some, for some people, just that one over their whole body is a whole session because it's all about unlocking where you're aware of living, where you're aware of dying, where you're aware of creation and destruction, life and death, all these different energies are there. And than where it's locked in your body and in your reality. For some people, it's more body. For some people, it's more reality, like your mental emotional state. If you have like the, the mental fuzziness or like, wait, what just happened? Like what's going on? That distraction that might be more in your reality, in your mindset. Um, but it'll work on both mm -hmm. and just run it and have fun and play and see what shows up. I really recommend that because I think that's what bodies are asking for now more than ever that in their getting less and less of it, unfortunately, for a lot of people. 
So when we go back to the work that you're doing that has really just unfolded in so many ways, like you followed the whispers, started with the Reiki, and then you moved into Theta uh, healing and then access consciousness among many, many, many other tools. I love that because so many of us say, well, you have to be this or you have to be that. And you have really just no like, let me see. As soon let as I hear have to, I start laughing. I'm like, oh, that's not my reality. That's not my way of creating, of being in this world. It's fine if it's if it works for other people. I just find it very limiting and constricting. Yeah. So just the have to's in life, you're like, let me let go of that. There's no have to's. Let me see what I want to lean into. So tell us a little bit more how this is sort of transformed not only your life, but also your work. Well, at first, I'm a speech language pathologist. I work with families and children around the world. I'm a learning behavioral specialist and feeding therapist. And I've been doing that for 17 years or so now. And at first, I kept all of that evidence-based, cutting edge psychology stuff over here. The traditional, what I learned in grad school, clinic mindset over here and all this energetic stuff for me personally was over on this side. I was saving my life. I was literally about to die in my twenties. And the doctors were like, you have to do something. Otherwise you're not going to be here anymore. And I was like, got it. If you got any ideas, doc, I'd love to hear them. And I did everything that they told me and it just didn't really work. So I had to go to naturopathic doctors, go to Reiki masters and try something out of the box. And it saved my life. So I'm very grateful, but I kept it very separate. And what I've learned is it takes a lot of energy to keep things separate for me. It, and, but I thought that that, that if I, they knew about this part, that they would take the kids away from me, that they would think I was crazy. And very quickly, my parents that I was working with were like, I love what you're doing. I'm making progress. Is there anything else you think we could try that might help and and accelerate some of what we're doing? And when I got a yes, aha, I asked. I would share it with those parents that I knew would be receptive to it, that would be open to looking at the unseen and looking at these energies to empower themselves and their families. And it completely transformed my business. Now there's no separation. Some people come to me for the speech language and the family stuff, and then they start adding on the energetics because it's there even if they're signing up for it because I'm just walking, talking (laughs) like energy ball. Um, But then some people come to me for the energetics and their self-care and having a voice and their empowerment. And then they're like, hey, I'd like to work on my communication. I'd like to work on my relationships and this whole piece here. So it it really flows together now. And I think that I know that now I'm actually a walking example of how we don't actually have to have things compartmentalized and separate and that we're all better when we can kind of receive from all different directions and not control. It has to show up through this way. I have to be this, show up in this way or dress and talk a certain way. It's like, what's your way with this too? And it continues. Mm, I just want to breathe into that for a minute. It's so beautiful. And I feel like I just appreciate your journey and also your willingness to be open to things that come to you. I think so many of us are taught at such an early age that not to trust our intuition, not to listen to the whispers. And many of us are have them so buried that we don't even know how to access it. So the fact that you gave us this sensation to almost like clear off the dust and tell me, tell me what I need to hear, show me the way, I think gives us so much 
such an easy way to just tap into our own energy and start to listen within. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and thank you for receiving me it and creating a platform for us to play around with it. I think that when people connect with their bodies more, it we will see the businesses that look at sustainability and and care for the earth. We will see the relationships that are healthy and nurturing and fun and yummy and pleasurable. We'll see the kids that feel empowered and certain and sure of themselves instead of all of these anxieties around testing and around looking a certain way and behaving a certain way, learning a certain way. All of that is is what I'd like to see more in the world and that I'm hoping that that's what I'm showing up as and inviting people to through my actions and through what I invite people to do in my business. Well, we have some of our goals there. I think it's just educating people on what is possible and then giving them the tools to and the on the resources and the practitioners and the healers to see what manifests for them. And I love the community that you're creating because I think that also lets people know, okay, I'm not alone in wanting to consider some other possibilities than what my family is considered or what my friends and my colleagues are doing. Like so, I had to go beyond what people were choosing and considering around me to live. Mm. I had to choose it to create other types of relationships. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in relationships that were actually going to work for me. And I suspect that that's the case for everybody in different ways, in different areas of their lives. Mm. So true. In fact, Jenny, I interviewed a few weeks ago. She says, our message, our messes become our message. I like that. I, I agree with that. That definitely is relevant to me. <laughs> me, too. me too. Very much so. Very much so. So what is on the horizon for you? We're going to put your links below so people can find you very easily. But what is on the horizon for you? I am super excited. This month, I'm going to be hosting a Speak Fluent You series. It's a three-day challenge that is free for people to participate in from February 27th to March 1st. And um, there's some VIP ticket options as well, but we're meeting online. We're going to talk about how we can use our communication to build our confidence and also our awareness of the unseen like we're talking about today. And then I'm looking to see who would like me to speak in their companies, in their schools and their facilities. Uh, I love doing workshops and trainings and I'm about to schedule another living and dying body process class. We call them the awakening class. That'll be in April. So be on the lookout for those dates. But sometimes those dates don't work out for people. And so people ask me to go and travel to where they are or to do a live stream class to their location. And as long as they collect a group of people together, I'm willing to do that. And we can talk about some of those possibilities as well. But this year, I'm really looking to space out my creations and be even more present with them and do a lot more speaking engagements and connect with people who are willing to have these conversations with bodies and with their inner knowing. I think that that would be really fun. And I think that more people are out there now than ever before who are willing to do that. And so that's exciting to me. Oh, I think so. I think astrologically, we're getting ready to really dive into this so that we can raise our own frequency and the frequency of the planet so we can create those offerings to save Mother Earth and do such amazing work for the humans that are here right now. So I am so honored you're in my network. 
I'm looking forward to sharing that information below and hope this is not our last conversation because there's so much we have to dive into. Thank you so much for joining us. And that's a wrap. See you again here and over at togetherweseek.online where you can join live discussions with energy practitioners, healers, and spiritual leaders. See you there. Thank you.